Heidi and Frank are back. Right there. Right here. Right now. Right now. On Southern California's rock station, 95.5 KLOS. Frank show. I mentioned the deep cut dentist turning 69 years old today. It's classic rock audience. You know, I've been listening to KLOS for, you know, probably 50 years. It's Heritage Station, classic format. And so you have uh, an audience that skews, you know, to that. But they remember when they were 13 years old, and that's when you start developing your musical taste. It's like, oh, this is what I like. Or maybe it was your dad, you know, Father's Day is coming up. Who your dad had a major influence on the music you listen to because you're riding around his pickup truck, whatever he had on is what you got introduced to. So maybe that's why you, you might have a little affinity towards country music because your dad was always like he had country music on, mm. but then you know you then you developed your own taste after that. Or maybe your dad was like a, a, a Sabbath fan. He's like you're gonna love this, but he didn't, but your mom didn't want you to hear it, but your dad played it for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to tell mom about that. Did your dad introduce you to Yacht Rock? I mean, he's he like, was there before it was known as Yacht Rock. Son, yeah. this is Hall of Notes. Your mom's a real man-eater, you know? You know what don't matter anyway. Your dad's singing along. You're singing along. Windows down. Did your dad introduce you to any music, Heidi? Oh, my dad was old school country. Waylon, Willie, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Did yep. he? Did he? Did your dad crank it in the car, or because it my, was just on, just on? I don't know if my dad had excellent hearing, because it's almost like he would have it on such a frequency of volume that I could hear, like the the beat. But you really had to hear, like listen to hear the rest of the music. I'm like, damn, why are you listen to it so low? He's like, I can hear it. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Was, All that old school country. Yeah, just that background, something always playing. Always. In my dad's truck. Same. Yeah, we. I don't remember him turning it up. Usually, if I turned it up, he'd be like, eh, turn he's like Nora, come on. But yeah. he'd act like he didn't like it, but yeah, it's on, you like it. Yeah. So let yourself enjoy it. No, it's just don't touch it. It's like, don't even act like... Yeah, don't touch it. This is the radio. Oh, I turning it up. I'm, don't turn it up. Don't, don't touch it. Up. it. It's, it's perfect the way it is. God damn it. God forbid I was going to have a moment with you singing a Waylon Jennings song, Dad. Jesus. I'm really surprised your dad let you ride in the front of the truck. <laughs> and not the trunk. No, the bed. Frank, the truck. he needed. I thought, I thought like he'd always like, hey, how do you get him to get the bed of the truck? Like he'd always put you back there because then you wouldn't be able to talk to him. That's true. But sometimes he needed me to steer. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, on the way home from the bar, yes. But on the way to the bar, how do you hop in the back of the bed? Yeah. Stand, family stand, dog. Sit on the edge if you want. <laughs> on the tire. On the no. tire well. That, wheel well. That was that was safe. And they go, sit in on the wheel well. Or get get off the edge. Get on. Sit down on the wheel. That was yeah. the safe seat like in the bed of the there. truck. Mm-hmm. So you tried to be risky, and you're sitting on the back on the edge of the truck. Yeah, get down, get, get down. down. Just sit on the wheel well, like most kids. Now you can't. Now you can't do that because this. Don't is, fall, break your neck. Don't come crying to me. Okay. The sensitivities. So yeah, you think Gen Gen Z, that young generation, would have a little bit more respect for the generation that has lived through it and like and had you know. The no helmet bicycles and just all the stuff that we've lived through. But it's always like, why are you guys bitching so much about stuff? It's like, you didn't have it. That, like, they think they have it so bad. And so it's just, oh, I guess this is always they have a, gen- a different kind of bad. A generational thing. It's like, they have a different kind of bad that we wouldn't have wanted to have to deal with. Like, I want social media when I'm in high school. God, no. Oof. Then get off of it. 
I'm saying when I when I was. Uh, That's pretty you know. easy. It's just don't get on it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. How do you protect your kid from cyber bullies? Don't get on it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so let's I go know. back to real life bullies, like the good old days. <laughs> let someone call you big, big fat chunk of it to your face. Yeah, exactly. That that created that created strength. Where you finally in the movies you had to stand up for yourself and sock the bully. And that tells fight, me you were never bullied. Fight back. Oh, so you have no idea. You were bullied. I was very, very small. Okay. But I had a very, very quick tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not like that. But I had a very quick tongue to where Giggity. it's like I, I, I could roast people pretty good. And so bullies didn't want to mess with me. Because I, I could roast them. And then mm-hmm. everyone would laugh at them. So I, I, was, I was a verbal, a verbal bull, bully to them. They could, like, phys- they could physically dominate me as a bully. Like, they would get in the yeah. locker. Right. But then I would embarrass the hell out of them in front of everybody, and everyone in the whole gymnasium would be laughing, and, mm-hmm. then, and then be, <laughs> they'd run home crying to their mommy. Mm-hmm. So they, they would stop because they didn't want to get roasted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then I, I but I had to learn that. I had to learn that. That's because I, I couldn't. I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't physically able to fight back. It was just going to be impossible. So I pummeled with words. Yeah. And now my kids and wife love that about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but they don't mess. Yeah. No, but the thing is, uh, the other day on the show, there was like phrases. They were saying we should just get rid of these old phrases, like that. We're, that the boomers or the older generations are so out of damn touch, and we're trying to change. And, and they were boys so, will be boys. They were so ridiculous. And Martha Stewart, like she even like, I guess came out against the working from uh, from home. You know, she's like, no, people need to get back to work. Like, I think she was just talking about the value of being like socializing and being back to work. And that's just not good for you as much as it seems like it might be. And you can get all your work done and it's, it's work life balance. But it, there's something about structure, too. Like, if your kid doesn't have structure, they kind of go off the rails. And so you got to have some sort of structure, even as an adult, mm-hmm. or else you might just go off the rails. So then that opened up the entire, you know, when, when Martha Stewart went off about that. Old school, like uh, boomerisms, they say that that uh, are just outdated. Like what boomers hate. Boomers love calling salads rabbit food. Is that all you're going to eat? Sit there and eat that rabbit food? Uh, hmm. a, a a big salad? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you feel that way about people who only eat salads? Uh, yeah. 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 I secretly think they sneak meat. Yeah. I don't really think anyone's a vegan. I think oh, they, I think they're meat, I think they're meat sneakers. Like they're in they're closeted. Oh yeah. They're, they're closet meat hogs. Interesting. I like it. But they want to feel special. Yeah. And that's why they talk about it so much. But <laughs> late at night, they're sucking on chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. And just crying. Boomers hate the plastic bag ban. Well, I, uh, I mean, I, I use them for everything, though. Like, when I get groceries, it's like I pick up dog poop. I clean out trash cans in my bathroom. I mean, I don't know. I reuse them. It's not like I get them and throw them away. Don't you reuse them for stuff? It's not so bad. The thick ones you use? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a woman. Poop? You don't empty trash cans at home or <laughs> pick up dog poop? Or- <laughs> no. Huh. My God. God, I really do it all. You guys. I do it all.
I work and I do all that. <laughs> Bring home the bacon fried up in a pan. Yeah. <laughs> the bacon comes to you. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, that's true. Boomers love to sit motionless in front of a football game for six hours. Yes. There's nothing better than a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is sitting yeah. around watching football. Yes, we can sit there all day long. What's the matter six with that? Hours. I don't sing wrong with that. A lot longer than six hours. I know, but that's <laughs> minimum. It starts at what ten in the morning until six, seven at night, right? Eight. Yeah, eight. We might get up between the Go afternoon pee. games and the yeah. night game. Yeah. But Stretch. Go out, get some yeah, sun. Yeah, between like four thirty. Yeah, and yeah. Sunday. Sunday night game. We got like an hour yeah, there. Get up and walk yeah. around. Yeah. Do something. Pay attention to your kids for two minutes and then, you know. Boomers hate when you rely on GPS. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you the, are you in the house printing out your MapQuest directions that you're going to have on your piece of paper? No, I think it's just the, the fact that you couldn't read a map. Well, I can't read a map. You never could? No. Oh, my wife gets so irritated. We go somewhere. I remember we came back from Oregon and, like, the, the five was shut down or something, big snowstorm, and she's driving and frustrated. I mean, traffic's crazy. She goes, go on that map. Go on your phone. Find me a new – got to get around this. So far. And I'm just like, I failed her. I failed her. Yeah, I can imagine. She goes, you're, you're in the navigator spot. I can't do it. I'm driving. So right. find me a way to get around this. And you, I'm you have just, nothing else to do, and you can't even do this. I can't do it. She goes, what's so hard about it? Yeah, what is so, so hard about it? I'm she confused, had, We have to too. pull over, and she goes, give me your phone. See here? <laughs> you would take, okay. Yeah. How do you not see that? We're here. We got to get around that. So you would take this one over to, I go, I don't know. Don't yell at me. I, you're not yelling even, at me is not going to help me. Yeah, you're not even trying to learn it. I, I, I understand. No, it's just not my strong suit. It's not hard. It's. I don't need you, to be yelled if, at. If you, if you understand colors and numbers yeah. and arrows... Well, when you, you see colors it. and you think days of the week, it's harder for people like oh me. God, take your pills or drink a drink. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard one good thing you bring to that relationship. <laughs> I know. If you didn't have a 17-inch tongue, I don't even know. I, <laughs> and these sweet, fat yeah, midgets. That's exactly yeah. what. That's all. That's all you've got. You better hope you don't get yeah. your tongue cut off. You want a sausage-fingered giraffe. You lose your hands in a... Don't uh, <laughs> shoot me with you. That's going to be the name of my autobiography that I'll never write. Sausage-fingered giraffe. And people will be like, what does that mean? And then somewhere deep in you know, the book, they'll find out. But, uh, yeah, you're like one of those, those bum guys with these big D's that don't do crap. Right. They just sit home on the couch yes. and they're just worthless. And they've got, they got a huge dong and think you're lucky right. to have it. Where's she going? Yeah, where's, where's she going? Where are you going? Yeah, who's going to lay this as good as I do? Jesus Christ. Yep, that's it. And I do her laundry, explains so why, I mean... Explains why we work so hard, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the grind. Those tiny-handed elevator yeah. buttons. <laughs> oh, my God. At <laughs> work every day I, for I mean, 12 hours. I, but, I mean, I think the reason that uh, your wife gets so upset just about you reading the map and yells at you is because I... I find a joy in looking at a map. I do too. Okay, thank you. I was yeah. like, I mean, I like it. I mean, the older my wife gets, the more I like looking at her her legs because they just get more and more veiny. And I'm like, it looks like a map. <laughs> look at that interstate. I'm like, oh, look at that. <laughs> you got a little dead man's curve going on. Right here. Look at that. Oh, damn. Looks that. Looks like a cigarette oh, yeah. headed up your thigh there. <laughs> that looks like Topanga Canyon Boulevard. <laughs> 
Oh, man. East L.A. Interchange right on the old uh, uh, Tatas. That reminds me of old Cruise Road. Let me look at it. That's where Grandma used to live. Your parents by, right behind your knee camp. I'm, you know, oddly enough, I'm practicing because we're going to be t- taking an Oregon trip here in the, you know, the summertime. And I'm practicing because she goes, I'm, seriously, I need you. Well, why do you need the map now? You guys have driven there several times. You know the route. No, but if there is if there is a, like we, we had another time besides the snowstorm, we had another time where there was a big fire that closed everything down. And instead of just doing the route we know. Yeah, you are picking the vacation destinations. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out, I know, you got to <laughs> figure out the way to get around it. And so I'm really paying attention and I'm trying to get better at it because I want to be a good navigator. And I don't want to be a big. Why, why don't you plan the trip, pre, pre-plan the road trip on a we map. At, no, you by yourself. And then go, I have the map. This is where we're going. Take a right here, take a left here, and take her on a journey all the way up there that you've never taken before. Maybe like look at the hot her. look at the hot spots mm. where it's like, oh, we're gonna go stop and see the largest thermometer. Isn't okay. That, I could do that. that Barstow? I think I that know. yeah, we well we'll probably pass that. Sure. It's in that would impress her. Baker. That would be real, that would really get her going. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. I need to do something at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yeah. I think this this D and digits only going to get me. At some point, she's not going to anymore. Sometimes she's just going to be stretched out and it won't be working anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, thank God I got a size 10 foot. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're like an old boot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're walking through yeah. a swamp. <laughs> well, if you do it right. Anyway, <laughs> somebody, somebody asked a question just about uh, older people. Why do boomers hate when people sit on tables? Tables are for glasses, not asses. That's what my aunt always used to tell me. Really? Your aunt used to say that all the time? That was one of her sayings? Yeah, because I'd sit on there and she'd go, get down. So tables how come you do not understand why, why older people don't want you to sit on the mm-hmm. table? Because that's where we eat. I don't want to have my plate next mm-hmm. to where your beehole stain is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting up there naked. No, but still, I don't want you to do a little, you know, table rattler, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting down with my bowl of soup. No one's sitting on a table while somebody's eating. Maybe it, you're sitting up there when just people are hanging out. You sit up on the table. No one's sitting on a table where everybody's eating dinner. No, I mean, somebody was pre-sitting on the table. It's like, that's where we eat. Get off the table. Like, don't sit on the counter. Yeah. That's always about people's cats. So they put their buttholes on the kitchen you, island. Yeah, would then, you have somebody get out of a chair, and then you'd sit down and use that chair as a table to eat from? No, you wouldn't. No, God, right. the, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, the, the the Gen Z thinks it knows so much, but really it doesn't take the time to figure out why it shouldn't happen. And, and based off experience, we know exactly why things are important, why they're not important. So you should, you know, be inviting us to sit down with a bottle of uh, whiskey and then you, you know learn as we kill this bottle and uh, and then do with it what you will. You don't have to take our advice, but just listen to it. But now it's like, no, no, you don't know anything, you old school freaks. When you don't even know who you are. Admittedly, you don't even know who you are. One in five Gen Zers plan to find themselves by splurging on a soul-searching trip. Oh, well, wouldn't we all love to do that? I've never taken one of those. But I'm saying, oh, you need to find yourself. You realize you don't even know who in the hell you are yet. You need to go find some, you know, Jack mm-hmm. Kerouac, you know, trip and go find out who you are. Some some road trip that you've never taken. So how, how do you have the wherewithal to be telling people how they should, like old people especially... How we should be thinking, and how we should be changing. You know who the hell you are yet, freak. Yeah. Admittedly, what a freak. But I do want to know that. I mean, Heidi says she's never taken a soul-searching uh, trip, but is there that? What event in your life 
was that event that you found yourself? What happened? Was it was it a was it a road trip? Was it a vacation? Was it a an experience of any kind? Or just that from that moment on, it it there it is that changed your life. Because I think if everyone's looking for it, mm-hmm. where did you find yours? So they can maybe look in those similar spots. Eight one eight nine five five two nine five five. Tell us about your soul searching, and what'd you find, and where did you find it? Come back. Oh, we need a little Johnny's growing pot though first. That's right. Yeah. Johnny's son's growing pot. Johnny's growing pot. In the name pot. of this game, makes him sound like a mini marijuana farmer, but he's not. If you answer Johnny's kids' question right, you're gonna win a lot. Agree. This is Johnny's son's growing pot. Hooray. Who are we at? Twenty-five hundred dollars. Our contestant is Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Good morning. All right, $2,500 on the line. Here's your question. What college has won the most national football championships? I'm going to go Florida State. Florida State. Princeton. They won it 28 times, but only 15 are recognized by the NCAA. They won most of them in the late 1800s, long before most other schools were competing. Princeton. It's the most uh, oh. football okay. championship. Hey, okay. caller, I bet the last date you had was a calendar. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hmm. calling. All right, because this is the 7 o'clock hour, I damn near forgot again, yeah. but we do have the four-pack of Disneyland tickets. So call us up right now. I think we're at caller... 40. 40. Get the 40 out, 818-955-2955, and you're going to get four tickets to the Disneyland Invasion with us on August 24th. 818-955-2955, coming right back. We're Heidi and Frank.